because that show, which is a show on the History Channel, was about people trying to isolate themselves on an island and survive as long as they could. And the last person won like half a million dollars. And the stuff that these people did to keep themselves sane uh, while they were alone. Well, you got to say it now. No, you have to say it now. So what's it exactly? Because well, okay, so we need our listeners might – we, we our listeners, just, just as a preface, our listeners might need something to do. So you're oh, helping well. them out right now. Well, <laughs> let, let me just say that the people in the show were – People who are survivalists, who are trained survivalists, oh, okay. they knew what they were doing and stuff like that. But all right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Game Wild, a uh, COVID-19 edition. <laughs> no. Coronavirus edition. I mean, that's basically accurate. <laughs> yep. So, um, guys, first off, let's start with we hope anyone who's listening to this is safe and uh, secure financially in any way they have to be and all that stuff. So we just want to make sure that all of our fans are okay. Um, so please, you know, uh, be safe out there practice social distancing and everything else yeah listen everybody stay healthy and um like uh me so just just so everybody knows you're not alone i got laid off friday as well uh it's not a big deal claim unemployment whatever state you're listening from uh do what you got to do to get things done and, and like he said be stable financially and probably what's more important than social distancing at least for me personally is staying healthy like yourself which means find a gym or work out at home gyms are obviously closed uh in my in my case i uh my dad has a gym in his basement so i'm hitting that up as much as possible uh just try to do things to stay active and get up off the couch and stuff like that because uh you'll you'll get into your head if you start just sitting around doing nothing for a while and uh even if you are playing right. video games yeah no absolutely and um with all that being said, hopefully this is a little bit of uh, escape for you if you're listening to this while at home, um, you know, in, in any capacity that you are at home or whatever you may be doing. So we just want to thank everyone for joining us uh, once again. If you have not, please rate us five stars on any podcast app that will give you that, especially Apple, and um, make sure you write a review about us. We always appreciate that, so we thank everyone who does do that. And um, I think, really, we just need to jump right into everything that's going on because this is really going to be about what COVID-19 has done to this nation in regards to the gaming world. And it looks like the first thing we're going to be talking about is really retailers and specifically game <laughs> one <stop>. retailer <laughs> because they're really the only ones that are i guess solid in the video game world i mean you have your best buys your walmart your targets that sell video games but um this is a these are small stores for the most part that sell video games and when i see small stores i mean square footage wise yeah. that just focus yeah, on right. selling uh, video games. There are a few that are pretty big, but most of the ones that are in malls and in some some of the shopping plazas yeah. aren't super big. But um, in general, the fact of the matter is is that they're trying to be essential. Um, <laughs> well, businesses. dude, what what gets me? Do you want to hear why they think they're essential? Here, here we go. This is why they're arguing they're essential. All right. 
Uh, this is quoted from the article too on WJCL, whatever that is. Uh, the company argues it is essential, quote unquote, because it offers mice and keyboards that can help people work from home. GameStop told CNN Business in a statement that, quote unquote, we are one of many providers of these products that are remaining open at this time. It didn't comment on why it must remain open if other stores are also providing those items. So, uh, I know as a gamer, I have a keyboard and I have a mouse. These are not keyboards and and mice that would be found in an office <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I think that's nope. that's the issue here with this argument from GameStop because they don't sell $5 wireless Microsoft mice which Best Buy sells. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I so well <laughs> well let me let me comment um, because I think that it's important to note that yes, in in respect, you are a hundred percent right that you know you're not going to get your standard Amazon Basic mouse from GameStop. You're going to get a higher end keyboard and mouse that has way more buttons than anyone in an office would need. Um, but at the end of the day, I'll just say that when it comes down to the nitty gritty and everything sold out people are going to have to end up buying things that they wouldn't normally buy yeah, I agree. for their people. Although at this point in time, I think everyone should have the majority of their stuff done in regards to people working from home and essential yeah. items that they need and things of that nature. So I don't know exactly what, what well, they're going to need to stay open for longer than this week. If that, so. I, and I, I don't think there's going to be – I don't think people are going to be working for – I don't think there's going to be as many people working from home that will actually sell out, like you're saying, like Best Buy sells out so they have to buy gaming, you know, mice and keyboard. Because eventually a lot of people working from home right now, like I'm a perfect example, they're going to start working from home and then eventually the business is just going to close entirely because it's a non-essential service unless you're in emergency business, Right. Um, or if your position just isn't considered essential to the operation of that emergency business. So I don't think that's ever going to be a point. So I don't, I still don't think that that argument on the part of GameStop is valid. <laughs> like, um, I would personally argue selling the games themselves might actually be more important simply because of people's sanity of staying in their quarantine, which is another article that we found as well. But now on it, that's kind of joking half-heartedly like obviously you can download the video games online so does it really make sense to keep GameStop open because of that I don't know but I just think it's hysterical that they're staying open now Joe did you actually did you have time to read this whole article or oh I touched my face I'm sorry guys oh god <laughs> oh no, god do, wait, do I have to disinfect my whole room now oh wait that's right we're doing this remote we're, we're, okay we're, yeah exactly and I have disinfected I disinfect my hands all the time <laughs> Uh, with as much uh you know yo yo let me let me get some of that disinfectant bro i'll, I'll give you forty dollars forty dollars a bottle what do you want okay whatever <laughs> we can do we'll work it out praise god oh god uh, so no i didn't have a chance to read through all of it um i do know people who run game stops in rhode island and i yep. know that they're you know not happy dealing with what they have to deal with i mean they know they, they signed up for retail retail is a very strange world Vicious because beast. some things some things are like hey we're gonna close and some things are like no we can stay open um well here's why and here's the retail side of it right and that, that's why i asked if you read the article too because uh, in this article it also mentioned 
and it's a tribute to gamers everywhere. Uh, so I, I'm so happy this is happening right now. Not that the coronavirus is happening, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but that everybody's so focused on gaming now. It says the online PC game store Steam, which you guys may have heard of, reported okay. an all-time high of 20 million users on Friday. <laughs> so you literally have everybody in the world right now at some point is going to be logging in to play video games and Mm -hmm. GameStop from a like upper management perspective. This is where I can totally understand where they're coming from, from a business, you know, setting. They're like, Oh my God, guys, this is like the time to make a crap ton of money on video games. And they're not price gouging because it's not like they're upping all the prices on video games. Right. They're just, there's funny enough. This is one of the areas where supply and demand will never be, you know over the top because there's digital now yeah exactly if we were if this was if this was 20 years ago yeah yep. because they're not manufacturing discs they're not manufacturing cartridges or anything Bingo. like that so yeah absolutely if this was 20 years ago gamestop probably could could say well we're essential to entertainment and the fact that people can't go out of their homes that we can do this but guess what i bought animal crossing this morning for myself and my daughter and you know how i did it Oh. I did it by downloading oh. it on the uh, Nintendo oh. eShop. Oh, you're making me feel bad that I don't have it yet. I hate you, Joe. I know, <laughs> but but I did it through the Nintendo eShop. It was really simple to do, just like any game that you buy online. And we did go out this morning to pick up some coffee. And uh, oh, you're alive. You made it. And well, uh. yeah, we didn't have to get out of our car, but okay, we yeah. went into a plaza that had a GameStop. And I looked open. at it and I said, "Well, why go to the GameStop?" and uh, risk infection when i could just order it online because when you're going through a drive-through you're you're not really making too much contact they just handed us the drinks and that was it because we pre-ordered everything we did everything you know I did and, that for food last night too yeah. and, I, and i gotta tell you it's uh it's great that all these apps are out there and i haven't used a lot of them but i am now because oh yeah there's barely any interaction that you need to have with someone to get anything, whether it's food or drink or anything like that. I downloaded that stop and shop card that you showed me. Oh yesterday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that done. Yep. I got that done because I totally uh, didn't think of that. And um, now, doesn't that scare you, know, you a little bit too, though? Like what? Like, cause think about what you're saying. You're like, well, with all these apps, we don't have to interact with a single person. <laughs> like, so doesn't doesn't that thought kind of scare you a little bit though? Like, all right, we're creating all these things in this world that. We're not inter- we don't have to even be around each other. <laughs> we could just yeah, be antisocial. No, we could, but I think they've been around long enough where this would have already happened. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I think yeah. mm-hmm. you know the DD Perks uh, app for Dunkin' Donuts, the Starbucks app has been around for a decent amount of time where I feel like mm-hmm. you know just people will still interact and you know I uh, I ordered out last night at a barbecue place because I wanted to support their local business because they've been working really hard in regards to um giving out free lunches well they're giving out free lunches to kids that's cool um, stuff like that so you know i spent some decent money on barbecue last night and i'm gonna reheat some of it for lunch today so i'll make the i'll make it last but i did go crazy shopping so i've also purchased a lot of food and and things that are going to be needed for um a possible like state wide quarantine if it happens we both live in rhode island which has not mandated a uh, stay at home situation yet not just yet that, yeah you know you know but it you know they are saying hey just make sure you stay home as much as possible and just call for essentials 
which I've been trying to do as much as possible. Um, but yep. So I'm just trying to balance the whole situation of how much time do you keep with the stuff you have in your home so you can let make it last when you can't go out versus you still can go out. So do what you can now before, you know, and, and I'm trying yeah. to balance that. Mm -hmm. We're not, where interaction is is minimal but you know on this video game side of things it's really crazy yeah that's um, interesting because i'm i'm trying to balance how much video games i'm playing <laughs> versus how much exercise i'm getting that's probably my only concern right now <laughs> just just right. to throw that out there but no i i 100 i hear what you're saying and yeah i agree i feel like if uh if we were going to all be an anti-social society it would have already happened with all the anti-social stuff that we have so it hasn't so kudos to everybody out there for for wanting to talk and be involved with other people so coming yeah, out of your shell and let's hope that everyone's safe at the gamestop stores i'm sure they've put yeah. a lot of policies and procedures in place to keep people uh safe from it because i remember when i ran a video game store that a lot of the game interaction was you know conversation it was just talking to people about games getting them hyped about stuff sharing experiences and yeah. stories and so you can't really do that too much because you just want to get your game and get out. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, the experience is going to be a little different going forward. Oh, everything's different. So. I felt I, I went to Dave's with uh, my roommate yesterday, uh, which yep. Dave's, for you guys listening from out of state, Dave's is a local supermarket, just like, you know, a stop and shop or something like that. And uh, we walked in and I told him, I'm like, you can tell everybody is like staring at everybody like making sure like like waiting like i feel like if i cough or sneeze i'm gonna get jumped right. or like kicked out of the building right. like when, it, right. when i could not be sick at all but just because i'm like clearing my throat or something or you know some some particle gets up my nose and i sneeze everybody thinks i'm like a zombie now so and that's right. that's it's very zombie apocalyptic feeling to to for all you gamers out there <laughs> it's kind of what it feels like so now here's here's another interesting point i want to bring up with this gamestop thing too is and this is this is just a realistic Thing, right so yeah okay from corporate they want to make a ton of money because it's a perfect time to be open right now mad people are gonna want video games i'm actually thinking about going to gamestop to get a switch now because i can't find it anywhere else now that you mentioned that if they are open well i don't know i don't know if they have any switch they might not they, they might not especially I mean, with the Animal lights Crossing. are the the lights are the ones that are um those are available can you get a light and then get like a docking station for nope. a light uh, yeah that sucks yeah no i want the i want the full thing then only want the real thing all right but anyways, the full thing. <laughs> um, the answer is yes, you could. Oh, wait, I can get the light and then get a docking station. No, 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 um, no. So it looks like so my hopes and dreams store has it. Oh, OK. Um, so they do have some. ordered. OK. Yeah. Because okay. it says order by 7 p.m. local, 4 p.m. Sunday to pick up today. No store pickup items available. Oh, it says no store. But why does it say you can pick it up then? That doesn't make it's, sense. It's probably because of the whole coronavirus thing. So, I, you know, Hold on. who knows? Um, but I don't know. That's just something that's that's on my, my list now of considerations. But besides that, here's my question. Because they had they had a bunch of comments from people from GameStop that are working there. A lot of them are unhappy that they're being put at risk for the for the disease and stuff like that. Yep. And then you got one guy that's like, well, I'm just happy I'm working. So you could sit there and say it's a risk to stay open, but at the same token, our economy is getting more and more screwed by the day. So, mm -hmm. you know, what's, what's more important at that point? I mean, do you have one person just chill at the GameStop and operate the GameStop? And just be really careful with interactions with customers, or do you completely close down and ruin the economy more? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
it's a very ethical discussion there as to what's more important, but I do think it's a it's a bit of a different take on why why they should stay open or why they should stay closed. Because yeah, it's weird. It really just makes a very odd like the way a GameStop had it. It looked like it was available, but it doesn't actually look like it's available. So no, pick up at store. So here's what I would suggest to you. Joe, don't I would do suggest, this to me. I would suggest doing what you would have done 10 years ago. Call them. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we can do that? That's a thing? Oh, yeah. God. I know. I probably I don't, will. I, probably I, don't, will. I, I don't. But I don't think they're available. I really don't. I just. I, it's uh, at least the, the docked ones. All right. Um, well, let's let's get into. Um, I'll, I'll sell you mine for $500. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Mr. Price Gouger. You know, they're, they're starting to arrest people now for uh, for price gouging. And Amazon is cracking down on people that are – they're banning accounts on Amazon's website for selling anything that looks like price gouging. And they're using um, AI to do it too. So if it just like auto-detects and thinks somebody's price gouging, if it detects like an influx in price, Well, they just I wonder them. because uh, I'm looking at it right now and you can buy them online on Amazon and uh, the new ones are anywhere between 389 <laughs> to 403 and well, used ones are being sold for the same price as these new ones so if you're telling me that they're worried about price gouging anyone who's selling a switch right now well should be shut down immediately yeah but supply and demand is different than price gouging i think that's a supply and demand issue because china is having issues getting shit out of china yeah but that you don't think that's a price gouge no i think i think a anything more than a certain percentage is probably what they're looking for so let's say 50 percent oh. So if it's 300 oh. usually, anything over 450 might be price gouging. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So gotcha. anything that's, you know, you could have a $100 influx in price any day on any given item just because shipping costs go up, you know, whether it be transportation or um, an embargo or something like that on freight. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different stuff that can go on. But I guess I'm not getting it online now because I just looked at it the other day and it was $300. So like, what the Christ? So it well, definitely $300 if you buy it from a reputable place. Oh, okay. Like, All right. But there's I mean, other random sellers selling it for 400 Right, exactly. Gotcha. But they don't, but like Amazon. It's also two weeks out, though. If you, if you buy it from a reputable place, it's two weeks out right now, I think. Well, to be honest with you, isn't that what you, wouldn't you do that now then to get it out of the way? I, unless I can find it at the GameStop. So if I can find it at the GameStop, then, and they're selling it for a normal price, <laughs> then I'll do that. I just went on Nintendo's website and it just says like out of stock, out yeah. of stock, out of yeah. stock. When you find it online, and then it just says, like, find it nearby because I was going on. Um, it's funny. Website. You know, it's funny, right? Because PS4 has outsold all the systems. So it's funny how now it seems like everybody is now wanting to go buy the Switch. And I wonder why that is. Like, what sort of nostalgic effect does the Switch have on being Can I tell you that I don't think it's nostalgia. I think it's people with kids who are like, I need to keep my kids. Oh, like, and they think the Switch you know is more I mean? of a kid system. That's probably more accurate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. Like so, Animal Crossing, especially. This is good timing for Nintendo. They're going to make oh, bank yeah. off of Switches with with Animal Crossing. That's insane. Yep. Wow. Well, I, I, and, and, and I will download some digital stuff for Animal Crossing if they do some Doom stuff. Oh, I, I want to play have. Animal Crossing now. God, stop talking about it, Joe. All right. <laughs> Damn Listen, it. if you want it that bad, get the light and just deal oh, with it. Oh, I guess. And then when, when things get back to normal, sell it Isn't or the keep light it basically and give a it DS? to Steve. Isn't it just like a no. Nintendo DS? No, Handheld. and give it to Steph once you're done, and then get the system when it's done. If you want to play it that bad, get the light, which is still available in some places. 
I might. And, yeah, Walmart um, had a light. So. And then um, and then give it to Steph when you get a regular one down the road. We'll so see. Something. This to be continued on the next podcast. <laughs> dun, <laughs> if, dun, I get, if I get, we'll this give or you not. the the COVID nineteen Nintendo <laughs> Switch updates for SJW. <laughs> All right, so now the the next thing I want to touch on, which we've already mentioned a little bit, is um, mm-hmm. this idea of sanity during the quarantine. So this is more of a psychological part of video games, but <clears throat> what are your thoughts, Joe, on the use of video games to keep your mind you know, busy while you're quarantined or, or really in any situation where you're just kind of stuck home, alone, need something to do? You think video games are good, bad, sideways? What do you think? No, I think video games are good. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't be doing podcasts about video games and things like that if we didn't think that um, they weren't good. You know what I mean? Touche. I, I Touche. You know, I, I think they bring a level of entertainment that people need, and there's tons of different forms of entertainment. And listen, this is a video game podcast, but I'm going to tell you some of the stuff that uh, movie companies are doing right now is out of control but like so cool Mm -hmm. so like for example um as a father trolls is coming out and trolls is going to be available on demand the same day it would have came out in theaters you can rent it for 48 hours at 20 dollars. okay so think Mm -hmm. about this so i have a family of three myself my daughter and my wife okay if we all went to the movie theater together we would have spent over $30 $30 for tickets mm-hmm. alone, let alone, well, maybe probably like 25 because I don't know how much kids are, but um, probably would have spent 25 to 30 bucks on tickets alone, not to mention any concessions, okay? So instead, when Trolls comes out on demand, which is one of our favorite shows, we can rent it for 20 bucks, have it for 48 hours, number one, so we're not just taking it in for two hours or an hour and 20 minutes or however how long the movie is. And we can watch it. Yeah. Well, so, and I think I think that makes up for a lot of the lost revenue that movie companies have now because of pirating and digital copies and stuff like that. Well, not like, just that, but I mean the fact that movie theaters are closed. And then you have yep, Disney, yeah. Disney making like a power move with Onward, which is another movie um, that just came out. It just came out a few weeks ago. And now they're like, hey, digital now on demand. You can rent it right now. Yep. Or buy it. I don't know if it's rentable or buyable. I don't know exactly the point. But the beginning of April, guess what? If you have a Disney Plus account, Onward is going to be available right away for Disney Plus subscribers. That's like, so we had this other article that I had here with uh, dozens of games are free. So, and I think there's a lot of companies that are adopting this right now. And I think it's, again, obviously, you know, movie theaters are closed. They're losing a, a crap ton of revenue because of that. And everybody's trying to kind of scramble to make up you know, for what they're losing. And that translates to the consumer in the form of having things faster and having things freer. <laughs> is that, is that a, uh, a word? Cause the amount of games that they have, like, uh, let me, let me pull up this list too. So this to, to get back to the, the video game portion of this, which I actually have a question about the movies I want to ask you in a second too. Sure. Um, so we have things like right now on PS4, uh, P- if you have PS Plus, you have Shadow of the Colossus and Sonic Forces. Xbox One is Crackdown, Crackdown 2, and 2 Human, which Crackdown and Crackdown 2 are good games. Uh, games with Gold, if you have Xbox Gold. Batman, The Enemy Within, Shantae, Half-Genie Hero, Sonic Generations. 
And listen, if you go to PC, um, GOG and Steam, holy crack. Like, you have enough games yeah. to keep you busy for, for a while, honestly. Um, yeah, you do. And even Twitch Prime. If you have a freaking Prime membership and you have a Twitch account, they're now offering Bomber Crew, Epic Story, uh, Typing Chronicles, Fury, Mugsters, and Whispers of a Machine. I don't know what all five of those games are, but but all what I can tell you is that that's stuff that'll keep you busy. And if you're really looking for things to do as a gamer, uh, there's plenty of free stuff to keep you busy right now. So yeah, absolutely, no, that's just true. So um, movies, movies. I, I have yeah, a question. Go ahead. All sure. Right. So because I asked about the sanity thing, right? So and yes. um, playing video games to keep your sanity, and you said okay, generally video games are good. Now movies, would you? Yeah rather that let's use your child right because i feel like that'll get okay. a more honest answer so your sure. daughter okay well, i would have i would have answered honestly I've, I, about well me. not honest i mean it just gets you to think in a little bit different of a, of a way right so um would you rather your daughter spend free time if she had nothing to do like there's nothing she's quarantined she can't go to school like it is now and you want to, you want her to do something constructive. You want her to do something with her time. Would you rather her watch movies like the one you just mentioned for the twenty dollars, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. would you rather her play video games? Well, honestly, I would rather her play video games, and the reason why is because it it offers critical thinking skills. It, there's more skill base. You're interacting with something. You're trying to think. You're trying to solve problems. Um, depending on what game you're playing too, they can, ha they have games that help with words, math, stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think at a higher level gaming is, can be everything for learning. Now, if you're and Joe so Blow, if, if you're Joe Blow and you're 20, let's, I'm 29. If you're 29 years old, 28 years old, and you're sitting on your couch and you're quarantined, you got nothing to do movies or video games games video games cool 100%. all right yeah i i agree 100 percent too i think and i think i think that it's like hey you do have to break up the monotony of it and sometimes it's it's not easy to play a game all oh, day sometimes oh yeah, yeah trust me break it up a little bit i've played league of legends enough to know that i can't smash my face into a keyboard for five hours straight and not get tired so <laughs> It's good to break it up with movies and, and maybe even going outside for a minute and kind of taking it all in because even if there is a quarantine, you go can to the still gym. go up. You can still – well, you can't now, but well, go, you yeah. can still go outside. Yep. Um, you know what I mean? Go and go into your property, you know, do something. So mm -hmm. it's, it's still something to be said that, you know, video games are important because you can learn from them. You can grow from them. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and growing up, I think that uh, I have learned a lot of what I've learned from playing video games as well. And like my parents always let yeah. me play video games from like four years old. I could, I was playing grand theft auto. I think at like, I don't know, eight. So, okay. so like just to, just to give you an idea, cause I know most parents nowadays would probably like, Oh my God, grand theft auto. I don't want my kids shooting up a school. Like oh, that's yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen nowadays. And because um, of that. I did not shoot up a school. So let's just throw that out there. And I did, I did watch it uh, from being eight years old or sorry, play it from being eight years old. And um, I don't know. I think grand theft auto, final fantasy, whatever games I was playing, I think I learned a ton Um I think generally speaking, when you play video games in your free time, you have nothing else to do. You're keeping your mind active. I think old people should also play video games. I very truly wholeheartedly believe old, like 60 plus, like retired 70 plus. If you want to keep sharp, play video games. I a hundred percent agree in that. 
Exactly. So, and, you know, even if it's like the brain games type situation and the stuff that keeps your mind kind of flowing. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. doesn't have to be Grand Theft Auto. It doesn't have to be Final Fantasy. It can be stuff like, <laughs> yeah. well, like, you know, mind games and yeah, things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. to help you. Mm-hmm. So. Like even Bejeweled. Because I know tons of old people love Bejeweled. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, but every person I know that's like a mom or a dad that's 40 or 50 or grandma or grandpa, for some reason, they magnetize to Bejeweled and they just love that game. It's like being in a casino playing that. I can't play that game. It literally reminds yeah, me of a casino. That's, that's really the point. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it feels that way. It's very addicting in some respects. So, yeah, guys. I mean, and so you know, GameSpot was the one who dropped the article in regards to what's free. So we'll oh, have yes. that linked in the we'll have that linked in there so you guys can see what is free and if any of those games look tempting to you, by all means download them and play them because they're free for you. Oh yes. And um all right, so now we got <clears throat> Xbox Live. Tis tis tisk. Um so Xbox Live was supposedly down three times in the in the last week. <laughs> So now obviously this is probably due to a surge in server capacity that they have never expected or did did not ever expect to occur. Um this was actually from VentureBeat and it literally says the title of this is Xbox Live is down again as people play more games in self-isolation. Um so that is again a tribute to everybody playing so many video games right now. So I guess I'll open up with another question to you Joe. Yeah. What are you at all concerned? So besides Xbox and whatever shortcomings they might have right now with this, are you at all concerned of Xbox or PlayStation or Steam or any networks in general just kind of shitting the bed like at a certain point of this quarantine? Um no, I don't and I'll tell you why. I think we are a very flexible world now when it comes to this stuff and from everything that I've read from ISPs and and, peop- and places like that, they are working on making sure that they understand that demand is going to be high and that they are working diligently to make sure that everyone can get everything they normally do um, at a higher rate because we know that it's going to be so congested. Could we see delays? Could we see stuff? Absolutely. We've already seen it with Xbox. But I think we have enough available to us to be able to solve those problems and work through them could there be a massive fail of a company in regard to like being out for an extended period of time sure there could be but i don't think it's going to happen often i think they're going to take this seriously now and say okay half of the world if not the majority of the world is going to be self-quarantined and need things to do and internet video games are going to be a part of that but their online memberships that they pay for are also going to be important and i think it's going to be important that they make take steps and measures to make sure that we can play online and do that stuff and i think xbox is getting hit with it now and they'll be fixed seems like they've isolated a lot of the problems from what it says in this article so i think they're going to be okay and i think the same is going to be said for the playstation network for the nintendo online network and uh, I know Steam had some issues with certain games being, you know, downloaded and purchased throughout the week, um, but it, they got through it. We were able to still do it if we wanted to. Um, yeah. Might so I think longer. that. Yeah. I think that everyone's gonna have hiccups. This is new territory for the entire world. 
okay? No, I, I agree. Totally new territory for the entire world. So I think there's going to be mistakes that happen. There's going to be hiccups. It's just a matter of how do you overcome those and um, what do you do to keep it straightforward, you know? So now do you think that the servers – so like the people that are actually monitoring these servers and trying to, like you said, getting them up and running to uh, prepare for any influx of um, additional mm-hmm. gamers and stuff that might happen – uh, is this considered a an emergency function um, to keep servers up and running? I can imagine like it's an emergency to keep government servers, let's say, up and running mm-hmm. or like overall Internet servers up and running for the world. But are gaming servers like do you think that those are one of the first things like do you think the government would actually mandate that PlayStation closes down those operations? Um- from everything that I've read, I, I don't think – and these ISPs are the ones that are going to be controlling a lot of this stuff, like the Comcast of the world, the Verizons, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people like that. And they don't seem to be worried. And so if they're not worried about it, I don't think that there's going to be a case where it's going to get to such a capacity. Because let's also remember, a lot of the government buildings are probably going to get shut down. So it's going yeah. to be essential government personnel yeah. only, things like that. So – I don't I don't think so. I think the important piece is also going to be on how people stay sane so we don't have a rioting type situation or people fighting over toilet paper like we already have, stuff like that. You, know <laughs> you just mean? had to put that in there again, huh? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and I agree because if you – the second the internet goes kaput, I think everybody loses their shit. <laughs> like, right, yeah. because here's the thing about it, right? You can't interact with people on a physical level. So it would be one thing to say, you know, people could still interact on a physical level. So if there were no video games or if there were no online stuff, what do you do? So if we lose the ability (laughs) to keep in contact with people on a digital level or be able to just play games on a digital level and be seen, what do you do? Because at that point, you're might as well watch alone because that show which is a show on the history channel was about people trying to isolate themselves on an island and survive as long as they could and the last person won like half a million dollars and the stuff that these people did to keep themselves sane uh, while they were alone well you gotta were, say it now no you have to say it now so what's it exactly? well, okay because so we need our listeners might we, we our listeners just just as a preface our listeners might need something to do so you're oh, helping well. them out right now well <laughs> let, let me just say that the people in the show were people who are survivalists who are trained survivalists oh, okay. so they knew what they were doing and stuff like that but like one guy created like a small bowling alley with wood so like he made <laughs> pins and like a ball a lot of wood and stuff like that um oh, you know made made different things like just woodworking like carving uh, statues and stuff or like little toys and things of that nature oh god you, know? you just you just had me envision like cutting down a tree in my backyard now like building a fort and shit like i got all this well that's what they had to do too they had to build a shelter so they were yeah, cutting yeah, yeah. down trees putting some so but that that's what i would would take in it to if we lost digital means as well yeah. to communicate with people to interact even uh just on a regular social level like a facetime or something like that not even playing video games online well now as far as so here's the deal though right let's say every let's say everybody in the u.s is in their house every every single person the pre, from the president all the way down to the last guy 
is it do we have at this point and i think we do personally but do you think we have at this point the capability to just operate all internet all networking functionality all like all everything remotely like people would not even actually have to be on site i mean i think in in some capacity yes for the most part but at some point if something were to happen somebody would have to go in yeah 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 but i i don't think that i just think until there's a serious problem the actual right most of the stuff can be monitored the majority of stuff can be monitored remotely for sure 100 percent. yeah okay so then so i don't think it's ever really going to be a question of you know people i i I don't i don't think the internet's ever really going to go down so it's like that it's like that meme um that i saw (laughs) it was like your grandparents went to war or you now you just you, have to sit you can, on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. <laughs> That's like we we literally are living in the best time to be quarantined. Like right. when you really think about it, because if you were quarantined two hundred years ago, what are you doing? You're you're sitting with a candle with a book. That's what you're doing, which Pretty isn't much, which isn't yeah. necessarily bad. I mean, you're learning, right? right. But that's that's yeah. essentially what you're doing. So, yeah. um, so now let me uh, just for all of you Xbox Live peeps out there, I'm gonna read this uh, this excerpt quit just so you know what the actual issue is um it may or may not happen again i don't know they do say they're working on it but uh where is this right here this this outage is preventing people from logging into xbox live it's also causing multiple issues with social features like parties and matchmaking this is preventing online multiplayer from functioning properly but more broadly people are encountering issues getting into games or matches in call of duty and more dude the call of duty if you look at twitch the, the amount crazy. of people call like actively playing call of duty right now is insane i bet you it's crazy yeah um so i think i honestly think this is more so just call of duty than xbox <laughs> i think it's probably just so many people are trying to play call of duty right now right it's breaking the system so <laughs> microsoft did release so. a statement uh they did say we believe we have identified the issue causing some members to have problems signing into xbox live thanks for your patience as the team works to resolve the issue so they are working on it like you said you know, they're going to mm-hmm. fix it to optimize it. So we'll see what yeah. happens with that. But all right. Uh, let's see. So Next up we I think have... it's time for I think it's time for the game releases. Uh, what's coming out? What can you play in isolation <laughs> is really what's going to be the next is the next thing. And um, I, I'm going to tell you guys, um, I'm trying to at least try one game a week if I can from what we go through the game releases. And last week I tried green an orcs life which came out on uh on steam on march 17th and it was like it was under ten dollars so i figured i'd buy it and i don't recommend anyone buy that game um way to just like get to the point it's just like and don't buy it (laughs) i just i i I, I, it was, it's like basically a card comes up and then you choose, you swipe left or right. And based upon the left or right action, which they pop up, like what you're going to do if you swipe left or if you swipe right, um, your, your orcs constitution strength, things like that go up or down depending on your choices. It's just kind of boring and it just doesn't really feel like there's a lot of meat to it. Um, so I wouldn't recommend that one. (laughs) Uh, but i just want to let you know because i was intrigued i always get intrigued by you know things that could be different in trial but i just i think the game needs a lot of work but 
I commend those people who try to make those games because they're trying to get in and they're trying to make something. I just, I just think that the uh, execution is lacking and it needs a lot of work, but it's a good concept. <laughs> oh, so. you're giving it the good concept badge, huh? <laughs> well, yeah. That's kind of like I'm not. Right. That's kind of like saying I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> like, well, I am disappointed like the game sucks, but it's a good concept. <laughs> Yeah, if you, I mean, there are a lot of good concepts that aren't, you know, applied properly and they just fail. There's a ton of good concepts. Unfortunately, yeah. and, and a lot of times, unfortunately, it's because it's an indie game developer that doesn't necessarily have. Or, the, or the in money. this case, probably like one person. Um, <laughs> or, yeah. Probably. Wow. You really think it was just one person? What was the company that made I, it? I don't know. I didn't really look it up. I, uh. Um, so like, I'm going to, I'm going to start going through these game releases I'm yeah so let's start with up. let's start with the one that i'm probably going to review next um and that's bleeding edge that oh, comes yes. out on the 24th which is this tuesday um which means that i'll probably be streaming it and depending on what it's available for on my xbox ultimate pass because i know it is going to be available on xbox um so I'm if actually it's on the, well. Let me because I want to do this with there's so there's two games that are coming out that are pretty big, uh, and it's it's Bleeding Edge, which is mm -hmm. what he's talking about, which is March 24th, and Half Life Alex, which is March 24th, uh, 23rd. So mm -hmm. just uh, before you get into what you're gonna do with the review, I just want to kind of read what Bleeding Edge is. Um, sure. This, yeah, absolutely. This and Half Life Alex because these are two these are two games that I think uh, have the potential to be pretty big. Um, and Half-Life Alex, with it being VR, obviously could, I don't know. It's, it's a toss up. We'll see. We'll see. Sure. V VR is always a toss up. So anyways, uh, so bleeding edge for those of you who don't know, it was recently in beta. I was going to play the beta and I totally whiffed on it. Yeah. I totally Me whiffed. Too. Um, so this is a four V four team fighter, which is interesting. So that leads me to first believe that it's like a MOBA, but for fighters, right. For like a fighting game. Uh, it says experience one of a kind multiplayer that fuses combo mechanics with dynamic third person action team up and execute powerful synergized attacks to become an unstoppable force in the face of your enemies freeze foes in time control minds ride <laughs> ride missiles <laughs> and unleash electrifying guitar solos in a fast-paced yet strategic combat system that rewards technique timing and teamwork give yourself an edge by creating unique loadouts for every fighter, choose from hundreds of cybernetic mods to fully tailor your build to suit your personal playstyle, all earnable through gameplay. Customize each fighter's hoverboard, so they have hoverboards, with blazing trails, unique stickers, and slick paint jobs to ride with style across the arena. Man, they just don't they don't ever leave out being able to to get custom mods for more money. <laughs> it's always in every game now. Um, and there's one other, there's one other, uh, little excerpt here. Use your environment to your advantage with deadly arena hazards and gain the upper hand in moments of chaos. Yank opponents into a high voltage electric fence with buttercups buzzsaw whilst Damon lies stealthily in wait. Charge enemy aggressors into the path of an oncoming train with Makutu's shoulder barge. Trap careless enemies within Maeve's magical cage and light a raging fire beneath their very feet. Now it just sounds like a MOBA. Now it just straight up sounds like a MOBA. Uh, 
over, almost like Overwatch. You kind of get that feeling from from that description. Yeah, I guess you could say it could could be very close to Overwatch for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I want to. I'm very curious. I'm kind of pissed I didn't play the beta now because if it is like Overwatch or like sort of like a MOBA, it's. I don't think it's gonna be top down. Or I don't know. No, it's not. No, no, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. So if it's it's really pushing the no, whole it definitely fighting looks thing. like it definitely looks like a definitely looks kind of like a it's going to be first person in some respects. I, I didn't see you think it'll be first gameplay. person. Well, I mean, I'm sure that there's gameplay um, somewhere. If there's um, bleeding edge gameplay, well, because here's my thought, right? Because if you're playing, they keep there uh, we go. They keep pushing before I play this gameplay. Uh, they keep pushing that it's like fighting. Yeah, right? uh, someone just put in there like, "Is this the new Overwatch?" Question mark. Bleeding Edge, and so yeah, I think it's uh, definitely. It's gonna be more like Overwatch. So yeah, let me let me find this preview real quick and play it. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, this looks even the loadout screen. So uh, for those of you listening, we also have a YouTube channel. As always, we will put the video up here. Uh, if you want to take a look at it, but just scroll, uh, like quickly scrolling through it, it is well, it's third person. It's not first person. Oh, third person even. So that's like still that's still fine. Hey, Overwatch is first person, right? Overwatch is first person. Yeah. Too. Over. So this is a third person Overwatch then. Um, kind of like Fortnite. Which, well, yeah. Well, Fortnite's a battle royale though, so that. No, I know, but like in regards to the way it looks, like. I might like this better than Overwatch because I personally am not a fan of first person. I prefer third person or like uh, League of Legends as a top-down view like that. So, uh, but yeah, this is it's Overwatch. This is Overwatch. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. <laughs> I know it's Overwatch with third person. So, um, I'm I'm curious to see how that that turns out. That because Overwatch is still pretty popular. Um, it's not insanely popular like people I think thought it was gonna be. Then again, Blizzard's kind of on the downslope, I think, as of late. Still looking out for Diablo 4, though. So, uh, But yeah, so you're going to review that, right? Yeah, I'm going to review it. Because uh, it does look like it is going to be on Game Pass, which I do have. So um, I will download it and uh, play it on Tuesday night. I'm going to hope that it comes out. I like... I have a mixture of things like obviously if you're able to get it as well on Tuesday, we could probably co-stream it and kind of review it together as we play. If you have the game pass ultimate, I think you can get it for a dollar Then you'll be able to download that game and play it. Cause obviously you can't stream Xbox yet, right? You haven't hooked up your, Oh no, I got it hooked up. I can. Yeah. Is it working? Yeah. Oh dude, it works. It works. I just, I was trying to do halo. Um, but I want to like reformat my PC and stuff before I do all that because my PC is like just bogged down right now. So yeah, I gotta. So um, it is. A, it looks like it's gonna be available for Windows 10 as well if you have Ultimate. So not okay. just Xbox, but also PC. So if you have the Ultimate, you should be able to download the Windows 10 version of Bleeding Edge. That's not the Steam version. Uh, it's the Windows games version. Okay. So um, similar to if you bought it on the Epic Store versus Steam Store, etc. So if we can do that, we'll probably co-stream together. Um, I got to give you my gamer tag. I can't believe we're not gamer friends on Xbox yet. We've oh, God. Re- them, so. Well, you know what it is? I haven't really played Xbox Live a lot. Right. Um, usually I'm playing PC now. So if I yeah, but I, the thing is, is that on Xbox you have to be you could well, if we're using the Windows 10 setup, 
Oh, you'd have to be. That's how we'd be friends on Mm -hmm. Windows 10 because it's through the Xbox Live Game Pass. Uh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But yeah, so guys, look forward to that. And uh, anyone who is listening, please check out our stream on Tuesday night as it looks like we will be playing. um, And anyone else who may have the game or is going to get the game, let us know. And if you play it on your Windows PC, and I don't know if it's cross-platform where you could team up on Xbox and Windows 10, it's possible. I didn't look at that, but um, it's 4v4, so we're going to be looking for two people and um, to play with us. Oh, yeah, so let's do it. If you guys are interested, let us know, um, please. All right, so now let's get into Half-Life Alex now. So this should be yes. interesting. So Half-Life Alex, which is not Half-Life 3, is coming out. <laughs> um so i will re and honestly listen not for nothing you guys should check out this website uh so this is i'm gonna put this on the uh on our video as well but just it's pretty cool joe if you want to pull it up if you just scroll down on the website it's just a cool looking website man <laughs> i just i've 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 never been so impressed with a website so anyways yeah, and it look like if you pre-order it still it's uh 10 off right now on uh the steam star it looks like oh nice all right uh all right so here's a quick overview of half-life alex if you uh if you guys do not know or have not played half-life or if you have played half-life you don't know what the hell we're talking about with alex uh this is set between the events of half-life and half-life 2 alex vance and her father eli mount an early resistance to the combine's brutal occupation of earth the loss of the seven hour war is still fresh in the shadow of a rising combine fortress known as the Citadel residents of city 17 learn to live under the rule of their invaders. But among this scattered population are two of earth's most resourceful scientists, Dr. Eli Vance and his daughter, Alex, the founders of a fledgling resistance. So this is a VR game. Um, this looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I just don't know how well it's going to translate. Did you ever play Resident Evil um, VR? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I haven't played any VR stuff. Uh, see, I've played. I meant to get Resident Evil. I still haven't gotten it yet for VR. And I've played Beat Saber. I've played other VR games. Beat Saber, I think, right now, in my opinion, is probably the best VR game out there, purely because the game itself is literally like it would not exist if vr was not a thing if that makes sense um right or i guess it could but it would just be like on the wii (laughs) like where you wave the you know the the wands or whatever so um i don't know i just always get worried about shooters being uh because this this looks to be like a first person shooter type uh you know borderlands type deal and i always get worried that the gameplay elements are actually a little dumbed down because they need to compensate for vr if that makes sense um, mm-hmm. You just don't get that same gameplay feel. Now you do obviously get the immersion feel because of the VR, but but are you detracting from the gameplay to add to the immersion? Is is what I'm saying. So, um, right. so I don't know. And uh, yeah, and I didn't even know this too, but uh, Valve has a VR kit called the Valve Index VR kit. Oh um, yes, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is is crazy. It's a thousand dollars for the full kit. <sighs> of course. Um, you do get Half Life Alex um as part of it um gun skin steam vr home environments and more customers who have purchased the valve index hardware before the game is released on steam will have access to unique bonuses um it includes a headset integrated headphones cabling 
um, connections to display ports and USB three connections, um, power supply, uh, power adapters for regional headset cradle adapter for small heads, a headset face gasket, uh, two controllers left and right, two controller lanyards, um, two USB controller charging cables, two Steam VR base stations, um, two 15 foot base station power cables, two base station stands with mounting hardware, Jesus. regionalized base station power adapter, Jesus and cleaning Christ. cloth. Oh, gotta, gotta have that cleaning cloth. That's what the thousand dollars is for. Uh, it requires Windows 10 or Steam OS and Linux. Those are the two uh, OSs you can connect it up to. Okay, so you can just get it for a Windows PC machine. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds extremely overpriced <laughs> to me. Um, you get a bunch of stuff, but I mean, you can get so many VRs for far less than a thousand dollars now. Um, right. I think like but maybe six. I think, that, I think that one of the biggest things too is that you can play. It's not like it's for like PC, so you're not structured to have to be like, oh, if I have a, a different type of uh, yeah system. Yeah, but even se. doesn't the PC have like they have like Vive, right? Or uh, what the heck? I think That's so. The yeah, the Vive one. or something. And then they have yeah. there's like three others too. And that now the PC ones are the better VRs as opposed to. Uh, like PlayStation VR, right? It's just overall better. Um, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like stat wise and stuff, just as far sorry, spec wise. Um, but I don't know, man. I just VR is like right there. It's like so close to being like a huge thing, but it's still not quite there. And it's like it's always like that when they, when they try to release like cool like. Remember, I remember a while ago, I had was it Super Nintendo? I had a Super Nintendo with a vest that vibrated when you, like, hit something on the screen. Like, they always try, I feel, like, having crazy things like that that are way ahead of their time. And I don't think VR is necessarily ahead of its time, but it's just not as good as I think it can be for the mass public to accept it. Yeah, I think that's going to happen with any um, newer technology that's being sent out to the masses, but... Yeah, I hope so. It let's on, get man. through. So let's get through the rest of these bad boys, so everyone knows what's going on. All right. On. Yes. Yeah. Because we actually we spent a lot of time on Bleeding Edge and Half Life, Alex. So we so, did again. And, uh, we are we are cutting short on time for our podcast recording today. Yeah. No worries. No worries. So, so all right. More for you. You have a webinar to go on. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I got 15 minutes. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. See, guys, you can still do work from home. Just sign up for webinars and stuff. It's just like you're next to the people. It's fine. So, all right, again, Half-Life Alex, March 23rd. Bleeding Edge, March 24th. Me and Roughhouse, probably going to get that. Probably going to stream it. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Deep State, downloadable content comes out March 24th. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, the Ghost Expansion. Sorry, the Ghost Experience Expansion comes out March 24th. Those are both for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Um, God, you know what I just realize we forget to do what the question of the week <laughs> oh well oh man what we're gonna miss the question of the week this week guys because unfortunately we just got preoccupied with this covid it's stuff. cool the coronavirus is just taking over everything man even the question of the week not cool yeah. Um, well, next week, why don't we see if anyone wants to let us know what they think the question of the week should be since we missed this week. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. Moons of Madness comes out March 24th. Uh, I actually pulled that up. 
Moons of Madness is a first-person, story-driven, cosmic horror game where the scientific exploration of Mars meets the supernatural dread of Lovecraft. That actually seems interesting. It, it actually seems interesting. Um, Sounds like it. And actually, this says... So hold on one second. So, oh, this is being released for PS4 and Xbox um, on March 24th. It is already available on PC as of this past October. Okay, gotcha. So keep that in mind. Um, War Tile is available for PS4 and Xbox on the 24th. War Tile also seems very interesting. Uh, War Tile is a cooldown-based strategy game in which you control a warband of Viking figurines in a miniature universe inspired by Norse mythology. Unravel its secrets and reign the powers of the gods. This actually is like, from the screenshots, it actually looks like a miniatures game. Like it's it's like playing a miniatures game virtually. Yeah, and it's um it is on Steam already. Yes, it was released in February of 2018, actually, and uh, As on Steam. So this game's been around and mostly it is positive only $10. reviews too. So. It's only ten dollars, and if you want the deluxe edition, it is twelve dollars on Steam right now as we speak. But yeah, it's a tile-based, like figurine game, basically. Yeah, looks pretty like cool. If playing, like if you're playing on your tabletop with stuff like that, yeah, it does actually look cool. It looks kind of cool. That that might be something I uh, I get. <clears throat> two. Yeah, I might get it too for eleven for twelve bucks. Why not? Although it is only single player, it says unfortunately. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, that's what it says on the on Steam. Damn, that kind of that kind of stinks. I yeah, guess right. I guess doing that multiplayer is probably a pretty big undertaking to have like a virtual a virtual uh, figurine game like that. That would be yep. cool if they could figure it out though, because one of the problems I think with uh, stuff like that, like the miniature games, like what's that big one? Uh, War. What's that big miniature? Oh, Warhammer. Warhammer. Like one of the biggest problems is that you have to be with it now especially now with the coronavirus you have to be in the group of people it's just like dungeons and dragons right but now a lot of people do dungeons and dragons on like discord and stuff like that so yep, you can do it remotely now so yeah exactly so it's just especially it, with that app having having a miniature game inside the computer like that and have it virtual i think would be be huge for miniature games in general sure um all right two point hospital off the grid dlc for pc comes march 25th assemble yep. with care for pc um comes out march 26 right now that's apparently only in uh, an app store game okay apple so uh it says it's a story about taking things apart and putting ourselves back together mm. when uh, maria a globetrotting antique restorer arrives in the sun-soaked town of bella riva she has no idea just how broken it will turn out to be uh, so I guess yeah, she's just like helping fix things in the town and stuff. This seems like a really weird game. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game, but uh, to each their own, I guess. Uh, then we got Biped, which is for PC on March 26th. Uh, that is not released yet. Uh, this is a co-op action adventure game with a strong focus on moment-to-moment -moment collaboration between two players uh it's as uh, looks weird i don't know this kind of reminds me of spyro for some reason looking at it hmm. it literally reminds me of spyro the dragon so and and not for nothing spyro was a great game just saying so yeah. it was one of the first games i played on playstation actually um let's see then we got borderlands 3 guns love and tentacles the marriage of wainwright and hammerlock dlc pc yep. ps4 xbox march 26th 
Yep. Um, which I have. Uh, I have the gold edition of Borderlands 3, so I'll probably download that. Don't know if ooh, I'll nice. be streaming it, but I do. I could download that now, so that's good. Nice, that's nice. available to me as well. Um, Control, the Foundation DLC for PC and PS4 mm-hmm. is March 26th. Grand Guilds uh, for PC and Switch is March 26th. This is a story-driven tactical... Ooh. Ooh. I might get I might get this. Story driven tactical RPG with unique card combat mechanics. Oh boy. Yeah. Follow the adventures of Eliza and her crew as they struggle to prevent an impending war. So this Oh dude, one of my all time favorite games is Final Fantasy Tactics. And yep. this is literally Final Fantasy oh, Tactics wow. with cards worked in. This, oh nice. This looks so, really fun. It's this uh single player only though. Oh, is it what the with the single players? Why do they do that? Are you sure? Yeah, looking positive? at it right now on Steam. Yeah. Oh, that's so disappointing. They really got to make looks stuff really like cool, this. Though. I'll add it to my wish list to see, uh, yeah, see what's happening. This does look really cool. Um, all right. Then we got Grand Blue Fantasy Versus for PS4 on the 27th. It looks like it's already on Steam uh, as of last week. This is a new game in the Grand Blue Fantasy universe. I have not played any Grand Blue Fantasy games. Uh, it does look kind of like an RPG. The fantasy game blends fighting game action and RPG style adventure. Throw yourself into matches or enjoy powering up your characters. This kind of looks interesting too. You know, the problem is now that I am quarantined, there's going to be so many games <laughs> I didn't know existed and yep. I'm going to want to play every single one of them. So I might end up going into debt just because of this freaking quarantine. <laughs> no, you'll be all right. Um, all right. Lost Worlds Beyond the Page is March Stadia. 27th. For, oh, wow. I didn't even catch that. Holy crap. We have a Stadia game. Is this is this only Stadia? It's what do you say on your... Uh, no, it's also in Steam. Okay. <laughs> it's, oh, wait. So, wait a second, though. It says Steam is 2021. Oh, okay, so Stadia gets it first. Stadia gets it first. Stadia doing something. Ooh, look at this. Lost Worlds is a 2D narrative adventure game where players move words to solve puzzles. The game features a story written by Rihanna Pratchett and ties the narrative into the gameplay in an unusual way by having the player running running on and interacting with words to solve puzzles. This is definitely a unique game. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a game like this, and it won Best Indie Game, I guess. Oh, there you go. So uh, that comes out March 27th for the Stadia. One Piece Pirate Warriors 4 comes out for PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch on March 27th. If y'all don't know what One Piece is, it's an amazing anime. You should probably watch it. Um, Saints pirates. Row 4. Yeah, Pirates. Saints Row 4 re-elected Switch March 27th. And Saints Row is Grand Theft Auto uh, V2. <laughs> so, um, I'm surprised well, so- Saints Row's done that well, actually, considering Grand Theft Auto is so big. Saints Row yeah, still does well, pretty well. People like some of those games, so well, yeah. that'll do it, huh? Well, that that's gonna do it for uh, this edition of Game Wild. I, again, for coming on uh, board to listen to us or watch us on YouTube, um, please make sure once again, if you can, please give us any positive ratings you can, five stars where you can, comments, questions. Please put them in our YouTube chat. Um, and like I said, come see us on Twitch. We're, we can interact with us live. Um, I'm going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I know 
SJW is going to try to do more than his normal, which is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot Saturday this mornings. week. So, <laughs> so Twitch, YouTube, lots of content for you guys. So once again, we want to thank everyone for coming aboard this week, and we will catch you next week for another edition of Game Wild. Oh, yes. Everybody stay healthy.